So being in real estate for about 16 years now, um, I get asked often about coaching and I've seen on the mastermind group that a lot of people ask that question. It's reoccurring depending on which group it's in. And recently I hired a coach. You may know him. He's to the side of me. His name's Chirag Shah. And we've been coaching for a couple months now, give or take, maybe a little bit more. And I wanted to share, do like a Q&A with him. And I guess he'll be doing the Q and I'll be doing the A. And we'll take it from there. And um, Chirag. Thank you, guys. How's it going? It's, go, it's going well. You know, I don't know if in New York here it's as nice as it is in Miami, but, you know, it, it's all relative, right? So, one, thank you guys for uh, having me here. And, you know, previously working at Compass, I, I know a lot of you guys in this group, and some people might be new. So, uh, my name is Shrag Shah. Previously, I was the director of coaching and training for the New York region. And recently, I've launched my own private coaching company in collaboration with Compass. And Amit was one of the people who originally joined on. And my first question to you is, Prior to like working together, what did you actually think coaching was versus the experience you've actually had? You know, um, it, it's weird because even though I, I like followed coaches, I followed Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, and I would go to their, their summits or Mike Ferry's events. It was so different than what my experience is now with those. I, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but Whenever I went to those things, the, the Tom Ferry summits, when I would take notes every year, and I still do it, and Mike Ferry stuff, it, was, it didn't feel like it was me. It was always like either, and no, no offense to either of those coaches, because they're incredible for many, many people, and I'm not saying anything, but when you find a coach, it has to work with your personality and how you are. So the things that I, I thought were like scripts, and Mike Ferry is all about scripts, teaching you scripts. And Tom Ferry, a little bit, but he's more like a little bit like, I guess, a better version of Tom Ferry. And no, no offense to, to Mike Ferry, but um, he's more a little bit with social media. But the biggest issue I was having is I wasn't getting much out of them. And so my experience now, you asked me what my experience is now, is you know, the first thing, the thing that I like the most right now, and it may sound weird, but we never think about it as real estate agents, is communication. And we've, we've really um, learned so much about that. And Chirag, if you could touch on that, it would be great. Well, it's interesting, right? When most people hear the word script, the things that they think of, it's unauthentic. This isn't me. And I don't want to make somebody talking about, make them feel like it's a robot speaking to them, right? And really what, like, we, we, it's like a CCV method, right? The whole point of a script is so that the other person understands the value that they're getting from you, right? Like, how many agents, I'm going to say all the time, like, I wish my client actually understood what I actually do. How much you hear that from agents? Yeah, I'm probably one of the agents saying it as well. Yeah. So look, in communication, right? Is it clear? Is it concise? And does the other person understand the value they're getting? So like the first thing is that when we talk about communication, especially in this COVID world is how well can you communicate? How are you engaging with somebody? How do you make somebody feel, right? There's that great quote, nobody will ever remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel, right? So it's like- Maya Angelou. There you go. Exactly. It's like one of the best quotes to live by. So how are you making people feel? So like, 
when we when you came into this right you already known as the master of marketing the master of media and, and and surface level right you would look at Ahmed and you'd be like he's a phenomenal communicator he is but even diving down deeper like even Michael Jordan had a coach and he still worked at things what are the things that you learned about communication from when we started and kind of your awareness around it to where you are today you know, um, that's a great question. And I was taught like a long time ago, and I posted about this on Mastermind um, in the past, where like this advice was to build rapport and then just keep sharing and sharing and sharing instead of like asking. And what happens is we, and you, you taught me this well, we talk at people. We don't ask questions. We don't engage them because just like you've shown us, well shown the, the coaching clients in me is if you take two minutes on your stopwatch and you put it on and you just do nothing for two minutes and you wait for that two minutes to, to go, it seems like it lasts for a day. And we do that all the time with our clients. So an example of speaking better to a client is asking them questions um, where they can actually talk, they can engage. Because what we do as agents, especially with a compass, because we have so many tools that we have and our company is so incredible, we basically vomit everything that we know to that customer, you know? And if they know a lot about the customer, if we ask the right question and we figure out what they're interested in, maybe we can only speak about their hot buttons and it would work a lot better than just talking about everything. Like the magic question, what's most important to you about an agent and company that represents you in the sales zone? Totally. And, and we can say that, you know, to, to a buyer, we can use a different version of that. For a buyer, we can even use that, a version of that with our spouse, our boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, you know. And it, it works pretty well because they don't know that. I think besides it working well, and it's not manipulation, it's letting them speak so we could actually listen to them to help them get what they want already. I think that conceptually, right, a big part, which I've seen a lot of you guys make the shift and you specifically is, look, telling somebody, right, they say selling isn't telling, but no one really knows what that means, right? So I think very often when we represent or we're on a listing pitch or a presentation, you forget that like somebody came there, they came there with a story, another place to go, something that was important to them, right? Like simple questions, if you ask people, change the whole experience, right? If you're an agent on it and I asked you, have you looked at any properties online? Go ahead, play along with me. Okay, yeah, I've checked on Redfin, looked on Zillow. Yeah, I looked at a few different places. Great, and, and out of the homes that you've seen online, is there any marketing that was done on those listings that you would expect to be done for yours or that you would like? It's funny that you asked that question, Chirag. There's some homes that are terrible. I mean, just really bad. And then some are like, it's almost like it's in a, a magazine. So yeah, those I would, I would love, like the Architectural Digest ones, I'd love my home to be represented like that. Yeah, and what specifically makes a home an Architectural Digest home for you? You know, for me, what it is besides, you know, I see a lot of times these photos of homes and it's as someone who's not an agent, it just makes me think that why would you put the, why wouldn't you put the best picture up front? You know, why would you like hide it? Another thing is like, if you're going to write something about it, don't like abbreviate, don't like put like four BR slash three you know, BR, whatever, 
I want it. I want emotion. And so I see the listings that I like those architectural type digest listings have great photos, great appeal. They're very engaging. And the, the copy is very, it creates emotion. See, and if you were so busy, I'm mean, telling me all the great things you're going to do for my home. Would you ever get to know that that's what the seller's expectations were and now how to talk about your marketing? Never. And I'm going to go to the side of it. So you had asked the question about what my, my, I thought about coaching, like my, my preconceived notions about coaching. And one of the things was get, I, I thought I would get like, most coaches would give you a call every week, maybe a 30 minute call. And, you know, that's okay. But I was so shocked that I'm speaking to a coach, whether it's a group call or a personal call where it's just the team and I four times a week. And two out of those times, we're actually role-playing and listening to everyone. So that's why it makes us so much better. But sorry, go back to what you were talking about. No, it, look, it, that, that's like the next aspect, right? It's, it's a practicing, it's a consistency. It, it's a philosophy, right? Like, I, I think the first step is, is understanding what this is for you guys. But look, it, it's not for everybody, right? Like, as you can see, our group has a high commitment to excellence, right? Like if you come to the calls, you should be ready to participate and engage. But like for someone who's been doing this, right? And you have a background you've shared in car sales, like you have sales experience where not everybody does. How has practicing literally changed the entire way that you show up for people? And then from that, take one step further and share how it's showed up when you've actually spoken to clients. Yeah, it helps a great deal because like there, it, it's funny because you had mentioned this, Chirag, um, on one of the coaching calls a while back. You said 90% of the stuff we deal with is stuff we're always – it's the same thing that I've had in my 16 years, the same questions like, like commission objections, price objections, whatever, just the same objections over and over. And then you said there's 10% that changes a bit, maybe like COVID or maybe when, this, when the real estate market crashed a bit you know, just different things like that. And um, if we don't practice, it's it just embarrassing. And I, I don't mean to be, say this in such a, such a strong way, but to me, it is totally embarrassing if someone has been in the business a while and they can't overcome a simple objection that they get asked over and over and over and over again. It shows that you don't really care to get better. And what bothers me, and this reminds me when I was in the car business, I used to be a manager. I used to manage like, I don't know, 40 or 50 um, salespeople. And I would have my training meetings and all that. And I asked that one day, I really, really hit a big nerve with a lot of the people there. I said, because I know like in sales, even though we're getting paid by what we produce, people still don't try as much. And I don't mean to say this in such a strong way, but there's no other way to say this. I asked those people, those 40, 50 or people at the meeting, I asked, how many of you have kids? Most of them raised their hands. I said, how many of them would be embarrassed if they followed you today or every day while you work? And I, they hated me for saying that because they knew it was true. So role play is huge. You know, it's, it's the same concept, right, that we talk about. Um, it's like, look, for all of us that are parents, right, my kid, um, he asked me one time, he goes, Daddy, I have a question for you because I'm always drilling you. You've got to practice, you've got to practice. He goes, you know, I practice. I go to school five days. I go to jujitsu three times a week. How much do your clients practice? And I was like, I had this look on my face. And I was just like, and this is why I still work to Compass. And I was just like, 
Um, he goes, Daddy, it, that doesn't look like a good answer, you know? I'm like, I, I didn't know what to tell him, right? He's, he's, he's six years old. He's like, I, I go to school five days and I need to practice there because that's what I tell him, it's practice, right? He goes, I go to jujitsu three times. So we think about your kids that are eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. These kids that are playing like JV and high school sports are practicing for multiple hours every single day for a recreational sport, right? I think one of the challenges is, is, is learning this stuff, right? Like if you look at it in multiple layers, like Compass has given all of us everything we could humanly need to be successful and quantifiably different. Our job as the agents is just practicing how to communicate that value with another person where they could actually enjoy it and be happy about it and actually understand. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny because like sometimes when we do these things such as role playing or things maybe that we don't really want to do. And so this week I, I have my, I have five appointments this week. I had four and I got another one. So I'm going to be role playing five times this week and in the past, I would think like, man, I'm going to role play five times, but what I'm going to get, it's going to save me so much time in the future because if I'm better at communicating a price when I first take a listing, if I'm better at doing a price reduction, if I'm better at almost everything, it's going to save me time. I'm going to make more money and I'm going to be able to grow the team. And we were able to grow the team in this short time that I've been with you. We have someone new that's coming on Wednesday. and yeah, it, it's prioritizing your schedule because we all, I, I think the biggest issue with real estate agents, including myself, is we prioritize things that shouldn't be prioritized. Meaning we spend too much time looking up properties. We spend too much time trying to get rid of brain damage that can probably, it doesn't need to be done right away. Instead of do, setting a set schedule of when you're going to do the things that you have to do, and then work around that schedule with other things. Yeah, projects versus priorities, right? Something, something you often have to think through, right? Like if you think about your business, we always say there's two departments, the income producing department and the income servicing department. And if the income producing department is not working and it has to always come first, right? P before S, producing before servicing, you will eventually have those months that you don't have income, right? I always joke around and I tell you guys, I solve the riddle on why agents' income is like this. Because if you consistently prospect, you consistently have new business and you'll always have money throughout the year, right? But if you don't, you'll have some months it's here, some months it's there. And if you ever hit a month, barring this crazy pandemic um, that we're living through, if you ever have a month to two months where you didn't have any income, it's you go back 60, 90 to 120 days, you'll realize those are the days you kind of skipped off, decided not to make your calls and, and, and everything else like that. So prioritizing and structuring your day is important. But you said something about team building, right? So how, how has your experience specifically to team building changed through coaching and, and structure and being able to communicate your value as a leader different? Like we've gone through a lot of different things in a short amount of time with your team. Yeah. So one of the cool things, well, there are many cool things, but one of them is they're on the calls. They're on the coaching calls. And so we have about, I don't know, 20 or 25, however many agents are on the coaching from throughout the country all compass agents, which is great. And we all role play the different, different products or different objections. And by doing that, the team is, is participating. They're seeing that there's, that I'm investing in their future and our future. And they're seeing what their competition is by listening and seeing on zoom, what people are doing. So it makes them better as far as like communicating with them. 
I think the first thing is when, when you're a leader and someone sees that you, you care about them and you put value in them and you, you put a lot of value and time in their future, they're going to probably want to reciprocate. So that's one of the things. Another thing that we did is we, we created, and it's embarrassing that I didn't have a better version of this. We created a step-by-step-by-step manual um, for sellers and we're doing it on buyers and not just a step-by-step guide, the random stuff that you normally see online, like a listing presentation, but actually like, okay, three days before the listing, we're going to drive by the house. We're going to have these set actionable items. And then two days we're going to do this or after the listing. And we, we basically have a communication chart or, or calendar for the clients. So they know every single day what's going to happen. So by doing that, what it does is besides it helping the client, it also helps the team. We all know what we should be doing. So it definitely helps a lot. Yeah, and that, it's interesting you say that. It, there's always like twofold, right? It holds everyone accountable. But look, it goes back to the beginning, right? Now the value that you offer is clear, it's concise, and somebody could understand. We always talk about those three questions if you're a seller. Is, did your agent clearly communicate to you what they were going to do to market your home prior to being on the market while it was on the market up until it went to contract? What do you think most agents answer to that is? They, it's either no or they lie and say yes. There we go. The second question is, did your agent provide you a written communication plan and discuss with you how they're going to communicate with you from the time you signed the contract the t- up until the time the house went on the market, while it was on the market, while it was in contract, and to the time it closed? No one or, no, or maybe no, no. 1%. And then the third question is, is Mr. Seller, based on one and two, do you actually understand what you're paying a commission for and getting? Yeah, and most people don't know, like almost all of them don't know. And, and fundamentally, right, that's something that if you really could quantify your value, you could win every presentation, right? Because if you, if you went back, any agent that went after you, I mean, they'd have to be able to answer those three questions. You can, under, you can now answer yes, yes, and yes. But, but how is it, right? It's like, it comes down to how are we creating the best experience? And if you talk about this with team building, what I've noticed is this team, Amit was smart. He made his team part of the process, right? He's a very collaborative leader and they went through this and they had some ownership in creating it so they're excited just like he is to get it out there to communicate it with people and again it's one system no matter who you hire so whether Amit goes or Jade goes or Will goes or soon Jess will go it, it, it doesn't matter because they're getting that same level of service because everybody's following the process right so look at the smile on his face is, do you ever sometimes wonder like you look at all this cool stuff and you're like wow <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, you know, I'm I'm so happy that Lisa Jess is joining the team. It, it it's so weird because once you start doing coaching, and I'm not I'm not trying to get anyone to do anything, and this isn't a pitch to get people to to hire Chirag. This is this is basically trying to give you as much value as we can in my experience because this is a common question being asked. But what happens is when you do things in the the right way, when you when everyone is on the same page and you have a new team member, it makes you excited. So when you, when you were mentioning Lisa Jess, it made me feel good because um, Jade already knows her. They already went out and hung out and stuff. And it just, in the past, when you don't have a schedule or a precise, a concise, clear way of doing things, there is so much time being wasted 
And like, I, I couldn't imagine trying to train someone if I didn't have a plan on how to do it. So look, I, I want us to, in the, um, the transparency of one, no one wants to sell you anything. Um, two, in the terms of giving value, let's, I mean, let's summarize what we've talked about, right? So we talked about communication. So if you're an agent watching this now, I want you to write down, what are you trying to communicate with people? How do you communicate collections? How do you communicate insights reports? How do you communicate network tool? How do you create, um, how do you communicate compass concierge coming soon, bridge loans? Um, how do you communicate those things, right? I want you to write down like how you communicate it. And if you're somebody reading this, do you actually understand if you take out all the real estate acronyms, what you're actually getting from an agent? right? Is that thing so tight? Is it clear? Is it concise? And does the other person understand the value you get? So that's number one. Number two, anyone can do this. Go in the agent mastermind group, right? At the bottom of our video, write down what you're looking to role play and what you need help with and, and, and ask somebody to reply and connect with them, right? You don't need to be in coaching to do this. Anybody can do this, right? Number three, commit to excellence and practicing, right? This is your profession, right? When somebody asks you to reduce, reduce your commission, well, I have a friend in the business. I'd like to go with the same agent. I want to wait till spring. Um, will you cover the cost of staging? Why do I need to stage my home? Do I really need to make repairs? Um, you know, what happens if you find your own buyer? Can I do a one-month exclusive? Would you will, are you willing to cut your contract term down, right? These are all different things that people ask you right? Like, why should I choose you over the company that is number one market share? What's Compass? What does it do? How are you a real estate technology company? What do you do different in marketing than other people? These are all different, right? I'm at real life things. You want to add to people's list of what people normally ask? Yeah, totally. So like with COVID, just all the other COVID objections and how, how the market is going to change. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? But besides all these questions, imagine just having a playbook with all the answers to all the questions that you can see at any time. If you're going to a listing appointment and you, you brush up, you know how the, the seller is, you know, you know their personality, you know they're gonna be difficult in certain things. And just brushing up on those things is gonna give you immense value, you know? And we don't do this, we don't do this. And I say we, I'm, I'm sure a few of you do, but if you don't have the answers to all the questions, that are being answered, you're not doing as well as you can. You're not reaching your potential. Exactly. And, and in terms of team structure, right? And um, look, how does your team operate, right? Like I always joke around and think about monopoly on it, right? If you land on go, do you get $200 or $400? In, in people's eyes, you talk to everybody, it's very different, right? If I land on go, I want to get 400. You might say, no, that's not the rules. You pass go, you only get 200. And if your team isn't all operating based on the same goals, the same guidelines and going, like you said, in the same direction, that's where all the challenges happen, right? And like, we want to make sure that when you're communicating, right? I know it's really important to you that whether you show up on an appointment or your team member shows up on an appointment, the value the team offers is communicated the same way all across the board. Yeah, it's like the successful restaurants whether it's McDonald's or a more expensive restaurant or much more expensive restaurant. The reason we go back to these places is because the consistency of the food where the, the process, our experience is consistently the same every time. And if we don't do that as agents, it's, 
it could be you could you could be hit or miss you know you could win a lot of listings but you can lose some if you don't have the process in, in place exactly and look everything comes down to service right so in the effort of creating the best customer uh, best customer experiences what would you guys think about write down do you clearly communicate with the seller what you'll do exactly to market their home prior to being on the market while it's on the market up until contract now here's the customer service aspect do you communicate clearly in writing how you'll work with the seller from the time they sign the listing contract to the time the home goes on the market, the whole preparation period, while it's on the market, when it goes into contract, up until close? Is that an experience that's predictable, that the seller knows what happens? Or do you work like a contractor where you have to keep chasing the people, right? I said to a group today, I'm like, do you ever have those contractors work in your house and you got to ask them, hey, are you coming back tomorrow? By the way, what time are you coming? Like, I know I did that. And they're like, oh, we're not coming. But like, well, great. That's nice to know, right? And in some ways, like, they sign a listing contract. You get so excited. You pitch them all this stuff. But then after that, they don't even know when they're going to hear from you again, right? Like, so let's do this purposefully. And number three, like, does the seller understand what they're actually paying a commission for? And if you guys could get through your brains that, like, if you can create that kind of experience where, like, okay, I get on a million-dollar house. Um, it always reminds me in Florida, it's a 6% commission. Why they're paying 6%, right? Like why they're paying $60,000 commission for an agent to sell their home, right? Imagine hiring a consultant or a coach and we didn't know how many coaching calls we're going to do or what the deliverables of the consulting project were. So I want, these are all things that you could do on your own, right? So in an effort to just kind of get back at a time where things are kind of tough for a lot of people, right? We'll be doing a live Q&A about any question people have about their business on it. When are we doing it? Wednesday, Wednesday at one. Wednesday at one o'clock. So listen, tune in and I have a pitching compass program, an eight week live leadership program coming up and we're going to raffle off dozens of, um, dozens of tuition waivers to both programs. So you guys can ultimately continue your learning and we can continue giving back to you. Um, um, it is in all fairness and smiliness is the real hashtag, the real Indian realtor. And I remember the first time I saw his posts online in Facebook, I was like, and I was still selling real estate. I was like, man, I'm like, this guy's smart. <laughs> I fooled you. <laughs> yeah. So look, it, it's, um, it's our pleasure to be able to sit here and add value to you. It's my pleasure to have the opportunity to be part of Amit's journey and his experience. And look, one of the things I always encourage him is as he shares with all you guys to let, make sure that he lets you know that like, look, he's looking to grow his business too. So I'll, I'll do the clothes for him. Who do you know that's looking to move to Miami? And if you do know somebody, think of my friend right here, him and his team will give you a great experience. And uh, if you have any questions about it, now he'll be able to quantify the exact experience your clients will have. So um, thank you for having me on and having this conversation with me. I mean, I'll see you guys Wednesday at one. Anything closing remarks? No, I'm excited. I'm excited about people actually getting better and having more fun because of it. So yeah, thanks for sharing this with us. Yeah, no problem. I'll see you on Wednesday. All right, cool.